Welcome to the very first episode of the Publin podcast, brought to you by Publin.ie and me, your host, John Garrity. We started the Publin podcast with the intention of interviewing people and discussing topics related to the pub trade, nightlife, history, and general pub culture. So we're trying to make the podcast accessible to anyone who lives in the city, who has an interest in the pub scene, or any of the aspects that I mentioned there. Our first podcast interview is with Sean McFarrig of Pint of Science, which is a series of science talks taking place in the Dame Lane area. I should say now that you might hear a slight hum in the recording, but it's all very much still audible. The next pod will have much better audio and we're already getting some new equipment together. If you have any comments or suggestions for guests for the future of the show, you can reach us at publinie at gmail.com. So I met Sean McFarrig in Banker's Bar on Dame Lane to discuss Pint of Science and to ask him how Pint of Science came about and where he got the idea from. So yeah, uh, so Pint of Science started really last year in uh, London, the UK. I was actually working in Cambridge last year and uh, the Pint of Science Festival cropped up so it caught my eye. Uh, it, was this, it was actually a smaller event. Uh, it was running in London, Cambridge and Oxford and I was having one speaker at night. So uh, after the event uh, that was last April, uh, April, May, uh, I actually you know, decided I was going to come back to Ireland. So I decided actually to reach out to the guys and just uh, you know, see what something I'd be able to take home with me. Mm. So uh, uh, in December, I ended up meeting uh, Michael and Pravi in Defenders. So uh, Michael and Pravi in Defenders, uh, uh, they're both PhD students and um, postdocs in the sciences. And what actually how the idea of it came about really was that uh, they ran some open days to bring in, uh, they were neuroscientists and material scientists. So they, they had some open days to bring in uh, sufferers of the disease and people who wanted to find out about the disease into their academic institutions so they could learn a bit more, you know, meet the people who actually do the work to find out about mm. the disease and, uh, you know, I mean, discuss the topic, possibly in depth where they wouldn't get to otherwise or, you know, I mean, only with a consultant and stuff like that. So. From there, uh, you know, Michael and Praveen uh, came up with the idea of having maybe uh, uh, an event in a pub, uh, a more social event where you know speakers who you know do high-end research uh, would actually you know be able to you know convey their messages to the public, and you know it would be a reciprocal you know relationship where mm. the, the attendees would be able to ask questions in a formal manner. So it is very much kind of geared towards the layman, say people yeah. like me. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's in a pub, I suppose, so that naturally that would be kind of a given, but... Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, so it, that's exactly what it is. Like, what, what we're really ha- hoping to do here in Dublin is actually, you know, give talks that, you know, the public can completely understand, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, and then the public are going to be able to engage in these talks, and, you know, hopefully inspire people as well. Yeah. You know, at, at the end of the day, like, look at a lot of the academics that we have are, you know, being funded by the taxpayers' money. Mm. And, you know, I mean, like a lot of people are going to say, well, where's our money gone? And, you know, I mean, it'd be great if people could get an insight into the world and, you yeah. know, like, like the developments that's happening. You know? I suppose, like, a lot of the the, um, the scientific outreach is done towards kids. Yeah. Um, so I've been kind of noticing a lot more lately, you know, a lot more stuff geared towards adults. I think there's a bit more of an appetite for it there yeah. as well. So obviously nobody under 18 is probably going to be... Well, they're probably no, allowed yeah, into yeah. the event, actually, but it's not allowed to drink at it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's quite interesting to see um, stuff tailored more towards adults to try yeah. and get them interested and kind of, 
you know, um, incorporated into you know the the consciousness of society a bit yeah. more. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think like something that's really happened in the past few years is really the biohacking movement, where people have you know I mean start to become you know uh, experimenters at home. You know, possibly doing some you know small scale scientific experiments. Mm. Uh, we actually have a speaker, Cahill Garvey, who's actually one of them, and uh, Cahill actually works on uh, you know plasma DNA and uh, GFP, which is a he works on this GFP, which is an acronym. It's green fluorescent protein. Now the protein was originally discovered in jellyfish, and now the protein is one of the the most widely used uh, medical markers in the world. Uh, uh, someone actually won a Nobel Prize for discovering a GFP and uh, so like it's sort of you know that's after bridging a huge scientific gap already for someone that's just learned about the protein and we need to find out all these extra elements so there's actually you know a huge taste growing especially you know like for adults you know what I mean uh, and I think look at a lot of you know it comes in with social media and TV shows as well yeah you know, Cosmos is out now and it's kind of popularising uh, stuff a lot more yeah I mean, people are you know fairly educated you know what I mean like and like a lot of people are, you know, sci-fi geeks as well, and there's mm. not much difference between a sci-fi geek and a science nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so yeah. Uh, it, it sort of really delivers on all those levels. Yeah, so. Kind of just realizing the fantasy. Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, my brother's an engineer, an electronic engineer, and he he credited Star Trek with getting into engineering. So, yeah. so there you have it. Yeah. I mean, uh, in terms of. Obviously, you said that uh, the first point of science was in the UK, yeah. in the pub. Um, do you know why you know it was picked? The pub was picked as a venue uh, for it, or is it just kind of that's the most common denominator amongst people and the most the place they might be most comfortable? Yeah, I think that that was it. Really, was it was going to be a comfortable situation where people will be able to you know you know engage essentially. Uh, there's a lot of great scientific you know you know ideas that have come out of the pub. You know, mm. personally, I was a scientific researcher for six years. You know, there was endless discussions in the pub. Uh, you know, Carlsberg. You know, they were actually uh, uh, manufacturers of uh, the pH meter. Uh, they were actually you know huge scientific researchers, and they came out with a strain of yeast, which was actually uh, which is what Carlsberg is based on. So they were you know like, like science has always gone hand in hand with the pub. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I remember being at an interview before where uh, this was a professor in Cambridge where. Uh, they wouldn't actually accept candidates. Well, he wouldn't accept candidates unless he'd be able to go and have a drink with some of the the team members because he wanted to be able to have you know an engaging conversation that wasn't office space. Or yeah, yeah. So uh, it's all all really, it's it's gone hand in hand for like a long time. So I think like the original idea was you know what I mean uh, you know, let's put the two do together. So. Um, in terms of you know the content of the talks, there's there's four different sections to it. There's the beautiful mind, our body, technology, uh, which is I think a panel discussion. Yeah. And then the physics. Um, where would you fit in? What would be your your favourite or the one that would interest you most? Well, I, I, this is terribly biased because I was a cancer researcher for six years, so you know, I know a lot about you know the body talks and stuff like mm. that, but. In saying that, you know, I mean the talks that I, I probably would go to are you know, the physics and technology talks. You know, yeah, that I same with me. They'd be kind of more, I yeah. don't know, of my street for some reason. Yeah, there's a lot more engagement. You know what I mean? And you know, like, the, the panel of uh, the speakers that we have for the body mind, uh, body and mind nights are magnificent. But so are the speakers and technology there. Uh, you know, the body we, we've got covering like uh, some great themes like obesity, uh, cancer. We've also got you know DNA history and sports fitness. Uh, you know, some of the speakers we have are going to talk about uh, 
you know, Irish ancestry. You know what I mean? Okay. And uh, how did from a DNA perspective? Yeah, from a DNA perspective. You know what I mean, Don Bradley, which you know, it's going to be great because you know it's going to involve everyone in the room essentially. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Don's done some great research, and, and not just on like, like Irish history, but on, but on cows. He's looked at the red hair gene. You know what I mean? Like he's looked at polar bears. So you know, <laughs> like like the, the talks are going to deliver on so many levels. You know what I mean? And you know, engage people on stuff that they never even would have thought about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. That, that that would be the body night. Like the, the technology nights are, are going to be more of a panel based night where, uh, you know, we will have some like specialist speakers that are going to be talking about probably some like really high end stuff about technology. Mm. You know what I mean? But like I'm I'm sure a lot of the people that are going to uh, expect that type of stuff. You know what I mean? And sort of want to you know shout back at them and tell them they're wrong. So mm. you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, we had someone on Twitter saying uh, uh you know they they created a hashtag with heckling scientists and you know what I mean so there's already been that type of you know what I mean right. so. somebody unfurling a banner yeah, 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 yeah so I uh, one of the, the the titles of the talks caught my eye um it's by Dr Gordon Chambers from DIT yeah uh, the title of the talk is uh, the nanotechnologist to-do list um fresher beer done fat-free kebabs done no more hangovers done save the world not tonight uh, i'm not asking you to go into into detail on that but uh, that's one of the more kind of unique uh, titles for 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 uh, one of the talks i mean i suppose some of the others are kind of more uh, academic in their titles but would you have kind of a, a profile for you know the type of person you'd expect to come to this um uh-huh. like w- would they be you know i don't know they'd have their their junior cert science uh, and nothing else yeah, oh, I'm sure like a lot of people would have junior cert science come to this, but uh, but I think like a lot of people maybe have like you know yeah, an amateur interest in science, you know mm. possibly read science blogs, uh, some of the articles that you find in the national newspapers about science, uh, you know like a lot of writers like Claire O'Connell or Dick Alstrom, you know which really write some engaging stuff. Uh, like we we know like how big the Young Scientist is actually in Ireland. It's being yes, science yeah. event. So, you know what I mean, like, I'm sure parents who have brought their children to some of these talks might like to go and, you know what I mean, yeah. take part in something like this themselves. They just engage with the scientific night discussion. Mm. Uh, but the breadth of talks that we've tried to give is actually tried to deliver on all interests. It is. It, it's not just being you know, specifically that someone will know one thing about. And I think the nights as well, like, we, we have either two or three speakers. So you know the speakers will deliver on multiple topics. You know what I mean. So it'll it'll be continuous engagement, hopefully during the the night really. So, mm. so I was asking you about you know why the pub, um, but why specifically these pubs that you've chosen around around Dame Lane, and you know how have they been to work with? Yeah. Um, you know because it's you know science and pubs isn't the automatic connection. Yeah. You, know, you can make. Yeah, so, so it's over, it was a bit of a strange start, so uh, we didn't actually know where to pick, which was, you know, like, we're going to have these scientific-based talks, where'd you put them? Mm. So uh, it turns out that the Web Summit actually had them last year, all on day Oh, Lane. that's true, yes. Yeah, yeah so uh, one of the guys said, well, you know, let's you know, go with what the Web Summit did and try and get mm. uh, venues around Dame Lane. So uh, actually, like, the guys who are members are PhDs and postdocs, so... I literally told them, go and find a venue and see what happens. <laughs> so they, uh, they they came back with the four pubs, actually. So mm. uh, we so for 
we wanted actually pubs actually to have you know the possibility of wheelchair accessibility yeah we did that's very important. and then so the pubs to be able to you know shut off the room because we want to hold you know pub atmosphere but we want a closed off lecture style mm. like you know what i mean like the kids are late to college it probably doesn't happen now they can still walk in the doors but <laughs> you know what i mean i'm sure way back when the door was closed and you, you, know, you wouldn't dare enter like a yeah. classroom and stuff so uh, we're looking for venues that we're going to be able to deliver on both something that would hold up about 100 people. So, yeah, the guys came back with uh, Odessa, yeah, the Stag's Head, Four Dame Lane, and the Mercantile, uh, all great venues. Yeah, very yeah. nice places. Yeah, very nice. Uh, all super centrally located, great venues. Uh, I think we're gonna be able to hold nearly 100, uh, uh, 100 attendees every night. Mm. So yeah, like it, it, it's a you know a significant number for a science event. Like yeah. like each night we're gonna have about 400 people you know going to a scientific talk or talks on Dame Lane. I mean it's, it's really gonna be the first. Not too often time. that happens outside the campuses of Trinity and UCD. No, and it's, it's not. It isn't. So uh, yeah, so that that was it. And like the, the interest of the bars have been great. You know what I mean? Like social media wise, they've been fine. Mm. Uh, you know, they've given us their venues for free, which is you know what I mean, been, been been a huge help. That helps because it's yeah. it's a non-profit. Yeah, we're um, a non-profit. All the money that we get are going straight back into the event. You know what I mean? And mm. like you know, costs that we're gonna have. You know, between like merchandise and promoting the event. You know what I mean? And mm. like we had to get pint glasses made. So they're not cheap as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, you might think you get. I, I've been looking for to get Publin branded ones, but I've given up. They're yeah. just too expensive, and they'll just get shattered anyway. Yeah, but this is what happened. I got a shipment of pint glasses, and uh, I only got a hundred because that's all we could afford. And like ten of them were shattered. And you know, you think ten over hundred. The other ninety will be nicked. Yeah, so one of a kind. We're gonna give a, a pint glass out to you know every speaker that we have involved. Yeah. You know I mean, so it's like a, a commemorative. You know, what I mean, uh, we also got our sponsors and stuff at the on the back. So, mm. uh, but yeah, like I have to say, the pubs have been magnificent. They've been super helpful. Uh, you know, Odessa, Four Dame Lane, the Mercantile, and the Stag's Head, and they've they've given us all the information they need. Uh, yeah, mm. I suppose it's really in their interest to you know to, to help make this a success because you know yeah could happen again next year you know well you know if, if yeah one of your talks is already you know uh, sold out yeah we're, we're we're literally on the edge of selling out talks now like we're down to the last five or ten tickets you know what I mean so that means I have to rush this podcast out as soon as it's done then yeah so uh, yeah look, look it's been great you know? look I think. Th- the, the great thing is, is that you know they don't know what to expect either. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know they they probably have music gigs and stuff on before, and you know what it really opens to probably the eyes for the pubs is that you know I mean they can probably run other you know commercial events that are you yeah. know equally as interesting. That aren't just live music. You know, it might force them to think outside the box a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it could open it up to, to other aspects. Of yeah, it. and I think it really says that for a lot of pubs around Dublin as well. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like you know the ideas of just having music. You know what I mean? Like spoken word could be something that people. Yeah, there's there's a few small nights, but you know it's yet to be popularised. Say, there's another pub in in Crumlin called Sheeries who are testing out holding a candidate's debate with the election coming or the local elections coming yeah. up. So you know they're trying things out. Yeah. And there's kind of a slow realisation amongst publicans that yeah. I think you know they can do stuff other than a guitar and scoops. Yeah. There there was actually talk of actually it wasn't us. It was actually the UK version. We're going to get MEPs to come in and debate. So it, it, you know mm. anything's possible essentially. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just have to make it a no bullshit zone. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that that'll be interesting to find all the the most kind of uh, technically and scientifically knowledgeable uh, TDs and get them yeah. to to 
to, to bash it out, you know, what, what do they think is would be a good good policy for the future for Ireland's scientific community and, and education. Yeah. Um, so, as we said, you're kind of a non-profit organisation. Um, so, what are the who are the the members of this, and you know, who's helping out uh, to make this reality? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're a non-profit. Uh, I mean, I'm sure hopefully we're going to try and be a charity soon, or you know, invest the money into charity. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, the, the members are actually all uh, you know PhD students in uh, Trinity or UCD uh, or DIT. And uh, you know, we've got some professors on from Trinity as well, and uh, postdoctoral researchers. So a postdoc is a person that uh, uh, has finished a PhD and continued on to do research. Mm. So uh, it was sort of a, you know, it was you know, you came back to like I was living in the UK, so it was I was coming back to Dublin trying to find out who do I get involved, and you know, it, you'd be surprised how fast people have an interest to come together for mm. stuff like you know. People well, I suppose if they see you're not just a layabout, yeah, you know, this guy means business, so therefore, you know, I can work with him. This could become a reality rather than you know just another idea. Yeah, yeah, it it has, and like like you'd be surprised. Like people in Cork are actually looking to set up branches now as well in mm. Galway and Belfast. So like Dublin isn't even over yet. You know what I mean? So yeah. like it could be nearly like a, a nationwide pub event essentially. Mm. It should. So like like this huge opportunity there. But yeah, back to the guys. They, they've been super helpful. We've set everyone into teams, basically based on what their, their specialist subjects are, and then they've gone off and picked the speakers themselves and helped arrange the topics. So it's sort of been you know like you. Or you give the people the power and, and they create their own event within yeah. an event itself. Very so, kind of democratic way of organizing things. Yeah, yeah, the, no one had a wrong answer essentially. Yeah. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Because we're all volunteers, you know, you, you can't tell someone, no, you can't do this. You have to sort of say, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, and if go you want it. your free pint glass, yeah, yeah. you know, do it properly. Yeah, yeah, and we'll have some money for drinks with them as well as part of the budget. Yeah, you know what I mean? oh, of course, like, you have to. The kind of... added motivation for them. So. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if the, if the budget's running light, you can have a few cans of two boys. <laughs> yeah, Lane or something instead. Yeah. So, do do you have in mind? Say, if this is you know a very successful event and um, other events start to crop up around the country as well, do you have any plans of kind of making this a more um, not not a more permanent event, but you know, growing an organisation out of it that it would be kind of there possibly year round and do other kind of smaller events and you'd have say similar with the web summit that yeah. you mentioned earlier. They have one big one. They used to have like a pub summit. Yeah. That'd be smaller ones dotted throughout the year. Would yeah. you think about you know maybe making it a more permanent organisation? Yeah, could? yeah. Well, we definitely love to do that. Uh, we know the guys in the Alchemist Cafe who'd actually do something similar. So they do talks in the Mercantile. I think it's nearly quarterly or maybe monthly. It, it just depends. It mm. does. But they deliver on the same. So it's it's again it's it talks in a pub. So like it depends how successful this is. this year it is. It could be you know like a, a bi-yearly event. Mm. It could or you know, I mean we'll just keep it to an annual event. It really depends. But yeah, well, we'd love to branch out. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, I think the the first thing after this year is hopefully get you know Cork and Galway in, involved. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like it to you know decentralise the event and not just half uh, you know Dublin there. Uh, you know <laughs> half the team are from Cork, so I'm sure they'll they'll try and push it down there as well. So yeah. yeah. And it, it is running in other countries as well. Yeah, so we're, we're internationally, we're in uh, the UK, we're in the US, Switzerland, France, and Australia. We are, I think internationally, we're going to have about 10 to 15,000 people attending the events. We're going to be the third biggest scientific event this year, third or fourth, 
It depends on who. You internationally. Ask. Yeah, internationally, but yeah. you know, a collective of people attending a scientific event, mm. uh, you know, will, will probably be. Yeah. That's pretty impressive, you know, considering you're not in the National Convention Centre. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so like we think, like in the UK, they have. Uh, I think they've got eight events. They've got ten thousand plus tickets. You know, Dublin have about. I think we have about a thousand two hundred tickets. So, uh, yeah, and like it really helps the landlords a lot. If you can imagine, we're going to have a thousand two hundred people sitting in a pub for three hours. You're going to shift a fair amount of points doing yeah. that. You know what I mean? Just, just do the math. If yeah. you're listening to this <laughs> at the moment, like it's it's quite a quite a good chunk of money. Yeah. Are there are there many talks saying that it is said in the pub? Are there many of the talks related to alcohol or uh, or stuff like that, brewing or hangovers? I mentioned. So yeah, we, we we've got a we've got Peter Galler who's going to talk about interstellar alcohol. Uh, exactly what he means by this, I'm yet to find out, but uh, I'm sure it'll, it'll be super interesting. It will. Uh, 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 Peter is a professor in Trinity. Uh, he. Uh, is a physics researcher and astrophysicist, so uh, it, it'll be be super interesting. I can imagine them. You know, it's actually one of the ones I'll be definitely attending or running around. Yeah. Attend, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just just to hear the definition at yeah. the start of what uh, interstellar um, interstellar alcohol is. Yeah. And then there's Gordon's talk uh, again. That's going to be on the physics night on the Tuesday, and uh, uh, Gordon has mentioned the hangover in his talk now. Uh, Gordon works on I think it's uh, nanoparticle research. So, uh, uh, you know, nanoparticles are basically you know that stuff that are, you know, you'd see under the microscope only. Mm. But they could be anything. They could be you know bits of plastic that are broken up, and so you know whether these affect your hangover or not, we're yet to find out. So uh, could be nanobots <laughs> placed on a crisp that's really yeah. salty, or or a breakfast roll, or yeah. something like that. So uh, yeah, he's coming up with a better neurofan or something. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll find out. So. So if you had three talks, you know that that you said people had to go and see three ones that you couldn't miss. Yeah. Uh, what what would you say those three would be? It'll be a hard choice, and I'm sure it'll be very biased in what I pick. I think a talk that actually I'd like to go to is by Luke O'Neill. So Luke O'Neill's a professor in Trinity. He's fairly well known. He's going to talk about good drugs, bad drugs, and how to make new drugs. So Luke uh, is an immunologist by trade. Uh, does biochemical work as well and some uh, uh, drug research. So I'm sure I always remember uh, Luke, so I went to, I went to tr uh, Trinity College and uh, Luke gave, uh, they just discovered this protein at the time uh, and Luke got up there and, and talked about the protein but he didn't really talk about the protein as much, he talked about the skiing trip that they were on before <laughs> they discovered the protein and you know what happened after and how, what everyone thought about it so you know it, it really made you you know, remember what it was happening, what everything was going yeah. about. So yeah, it was actually super engaging. I and mean, like he was just there drinking a cup of coffee, and I think they were in Colorado somewhere. And this is like ten years ago it happened. So, uh, but yeah, Luke's going to talk about good drugs, bad drugs, and how to make new drugs. Is it that you know legal pharmaceuticals? I assume we're yeah, talking yeah. about here. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be talking about pharmaceuticals. I'm sure he'll be maybe talking about some animal research. Uh, I mean that that might be a side of it as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, what's involved, you know, what it caters for. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, you know, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be an entertaining talk. It will. I've seen Luke, Luke talk for a few times, so uh, mm. yeah, it, it'll be definitely one not to miss. Uh, I think another one uh, will be 
uh, Neve O'Sullivan's actually going to talk about uh, so Neve has actually just started a lab up in uh, University College Dublin so Neve uh, works on motor neuron disease and flies so Neve's talking on the Monday in the beautiful mind and I can't I think I can't remember what the talk is but it's Neve O'Sullivan but uh, she's going to talk about is this um, the one relating to fruit flies the, the fruit flies yeah, yeah that caught my eyes yeah. So, so Neve actually works on fruit flies and uh, she looks on uh, motor neuron disease so she's just going to show how fruit flies are actually in comparative system for looking at motor neuron disease in humans and you know what I mean like even though the fly is so simple you know what I mean or mm. perceivably simple uh, you know how you know the same rules essentially apply you know what I mean in neuron essentially is a neuron and uh, in neuron if you don't know is a type of brain cell so uh, this brain cell you know what I mean even though it's in a fly if you you know do some type of manipulation, or you mean what's the, what are the processes underlying that results in the fly getting this you know type of motor neuron disease, mm. and how it relates to humans? So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's going to be you know building a bridge in a lot of people's you know views of you know I mean how animal research is important, and yeah. you know, people think that animal research is a lot about you know you know uh, you know monkeys or you know, pigs or, monkeys or, or you know, rabbits yeah. and stuff like that, but you know you know flies, you know mm. what I mean, uh, are a huge part and. They're, they're probably the biggest studied model as well. So mm. yeah, I suppose all parts of like of the ecosystem, you, you never really know what you know bigger role they play. No, you don't, because like this is the thing: everything plays a role. And mm. like people research worms. Worms is one of the most studied organisms. Yeah, I've been become a bit fascinated with ants recently. Yeah, why. <laughs> yeah. How fast can an ant run? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah so. Uh, and then we have actually the panel night on the Wednesday. So uh, Evine Hulavan is going to be the presenter for that. Uh, we have some uh, a lineup there. We've a guy who actually went to college with uh, Sean O'Hertig is actually going to be on the panel. Uh, we've got Roisin Dwyer from Remedy. So it's going to actually be on uh, stem cells and uh, humans. It is and, you know, the future of humans, essentially. Mm. Yeah, it, it promises really to be a great night with some great conversation. Uh, Sean, who's one of the uh, one of the uh, panelists, uh, works in the the Institute for uh, Futurology, or I think it's actually for Future of Human Research. So Sean actually looks at you know what's going to happen essentially, and uh, is that that's kind of the um, what's the the word for it where you know there's kind of a symbiosis between technology and humans. The, the, he's given a TED talk actually on this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Sean's huge into all of this. So, uh, yeah, singularity—that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, how how we're addicted (laughs) to our mobile phones. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's going to be another night. So, if people don't know what to go to, uh, there's there's a lot that'll really cater for everyone. Yeah, just looking at the website now, like I mean, it's there are quite a few talks on. You know, it's very ambitious for. for the first year of something like this, but uh, you know it seems to be fairly well designed, laid out. Um, so you know this is obviously not cheap to do, and the, the event itself is free. So do you have people backing you or people sponsoring you? Yeah, you know, yeah. Supporting? yeah. Very thankfully, we've got some great sponsors that have gone on got on board. Uh, you, you can imagine an event like this; it, it's really hard to you know I mean you know fund it yourself, and there's a lot of costs. But mm. yeah, we've got some great sponsors. We've got a uh, Scrazzle.com. So Scrazzle.com is a it's a comparative uh, network for scientists. It is uh, hugely useful in, in the academic realm. Uh, then we've got the Institute of Physics, which have been hugely helpful as well. Uh, we have Systems Biology Ireland, 
which is actually a collection of groups out in UCD, uh, Trinity and uh, Ireland that actually work together uh, to carry out a, a range of researches. So they've been hugely helpful. We have health founders as well, uh, which have got on board. Those guys have been great. We have Lab Unlimited, and we have MoleculaTools.com. So uh, yeah, we've got we've got a great range of sponsors that have been helpful. Like yeah, you know, everyone involved. You know, Health Founders, Molecular Tools, Institute of Physics, uh, Systems Biology Ireland, Scrazzle. Yeah, it, they've they've really been you know helped as events happen, and it wouldn't have happened otherwise. Mm. So yeah, I'd like to say you know a very big thank you to all of those guys and really supporting us when you know they didn't know what we were doing and we didn't know what we were doing ourselves. So uh, mm. yeah, yeah, let's say thanks very much. So you probably have enough volunteers for for this time around, but say yeah. if people wanted to to get involved, maybe for next year or get in touch, you know what what would you suggest? You know what what would you be looking for from a volunteer or somebody to assist? We'd want someone that you know, has you know, a very good interest in science. Uh, I think this year we didn't know what we were doing, so we really got anyone involved. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was willing to help. But I, I think for next year we'd like someone you know, that has you know, logistics experience and you know pubs that are, you know probably be willing to hold an event. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we're happy to really have an event anywhere. So you know if a pub wanted to get involved or you know what I mean like they just have to you know, shoot me an email. My email is uh, sean at pintofscience.ie. You know, if those guys get in touch and just let me know, yeah, I'm sure we'll be able to you know, work something out or prospectively you know what I mean, get them involved. So. so one tradition I'm starting with the Publin podcast is towards the end, I ask whoever I'm interviewing, what is your favourite pub or what would be one of your favourite pubs and what do you think makes a good pub? This is a, a difficult question to put you on the spot with, but if you've got an answer, uh, we're all ears. All right. Uh, so where are my you don't have to say the bankers just because they're letting us use their space. <laughs> uh, I think probably my favourite pub, well in Dublin anyway, and a pub that I'd probably bring a lot of you know international friends to it'd actually be Grogan's. Mm. Uh, I like the mix of everything that it has. You know, it's a pub where you can do some great people watching, which is you know, <laughs> really important for a pub, and it's a pub where you can talk to people as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think you know what I mean. Like, like you know what I mean? I'm not old, but. You know, I like to go to a pub and chat to people. Like, yeah. I definitely like Grogan's. Uh, you know, like, you know, pubs during the day. Like, I really like the market bar as well. Actually, mm. uh, nice and relaxed. You know, young feeling as well. It's sort of, you know, it's great places for the start here night, really. So, yeah, you know, I, lo- I love the the artwork in Grogan's as well. There's, I think they're they're usually artists selling their work in there, so it's kind of rotating and changing yeah. a good bit as well. Yeah. Um, two good picks and so I think yeah I think that's that's strong it's nice to do a close so Sean McCarrick from Pint of Science it's pintofscience.ie and you can contact them at hello at pintofscience.ie as well Uh, so thanks very much for doing the Publin podcast being our first ever guest thanks very much we'll we'll shake hands even though the listeners (laughs) can't see it so there you have it the first Publin podcast over and done with Uh, you can check out Pint of Science at pintofscience.ie So next week we'll be joined by Gar from the Thomas House, who's going to tell us about the various difficulties and calamities uh, he experienced involving in starting his own pub. He's a very frank and funny guy, so it'll be well worth a listen. You can check out our website for drinks, deals, pub facilities, lists of the best beer gardens and more at publin.ie. We also have free iPhone and Android apps to help you find the pubs and deals around the city. If you want to email us or give us suggestions or feedback, you can find me at publinie at gmail.com. I'd like to say a big thanks to Ian Dunphy for his music and editing, and a big thanks to you for listening, and we'll see you next week.